we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. One of the greatest enemies of our faith walk is getting ahead of ourselves. Our whole society is rigged to make you get ahead of yourselves. Luke 12 and 15. And he saith unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness. What is covetousness? That's wanting stuff. Wanting stuff you see. Wanting stuff other people have. Just wanting stuff. It's nothing wrong with wanting things if you keep it in the proper perspective. But always wanting things that you shouldn't get or can't afford is covetousness. Trying to live at a certain standard because you've seen that standard and that's what you are fighting to get can be covetousness if you aren't grateful for where you are. When the Bible says you have not because you ask not, it ain't always talking about money. Hey, <laughs> but that's what the church tries to teach. Amen. You know, I thank God for the elders at ABC, all the elders. Amen. But the thing when I was getting ready to pick the elders, the thing that the Lord instilled in me most than anything, more than anything was, don't look at their financial situations. I grew up in churches where the elders were always selected because of their money. Oh, I can't get an amen. Somebody didn't grow up like I did. Yeah, the ones with the money, the ones that had the nicest stuff, the ones lived a certain way, whatever, whatever. And so, you know, that's most churches, you know, even if you get advised by preachers or whatever, they say find the folks that's good with the money and this or that and make them the elders, you know, and you know they're good with money by the, the money they have. And that's not true. That's not true at all. People can be good with money and don't have a lot. <laughs> I wish I could say an amen. And this ain't, I ain't slighting none of the elders. I'm just telling you, this is what I did. So when it was time to pick the elders, the last thing I was thinking of was their financial situation. I was trying to be like Jesus. Jesus pulled men off their jobs and they was all working on boats. He didn't, he didn't go get rich men. Amen. And so I don't, I can't judge a man by what he has financially because God doesn't judge us by what we have financially. So that was one of the principles in, in, in getting to church. It's not about what the men have. As long as they have, as long as they're trustworthy, then I can put them in that position. Right? But it's not about them, you know, they, they're the richest ones in the congregation or they're the ones with the money or we, we're going to use them and show them. How many times have y'all heard me preach about anybody's money at ABC? I don't highlight men based on what they have financially because that don't matter. You can have no money and have character. You can have a lot of money and have no character. And money is going to amplify your lack of character. Amen. So, God doesn't rank us or see us like that. 
God doesn't do that because he didn't want to make an example of the disciples that we would have to follow financially to try to get ahead. We got to be content with our living conditions now. That's what you can do. Look at somebody and say, that's what you can do. So I don't pick people because of money and I don't care what you make. I don't look at what you give. None of that stuff. Because it's about character. I wish I could get an amen. Folks, just, mm, amen. So we don't, we're not that kind of church where folks is ranked and we got a special parking lot for the leaders and all that kind of stuff. We don't do that here. Amen. Because I don't want to promote covetousness. I don't want to set examples for you to try to follow and you strain yourself, break your neck trying to get something that somebody else has. So many of our present issues came from doing, doing too much too soon. Anybody did too much too soon? Hey, yeah, yeah, man. Getting all them loans. <laughs> Trying to live too good too soon. Because you worried about what somebody's going to think. Making moves based on discontentment can Land us in a what? In perilous states. First Timothy 6 and 10. For the love of money is the root of how much evil? All evil. All evil. While some coveted after, they have erred from... Folks going to hell over loving money and pierce themselves through with many. Their life is sorrowful because they love money and want money so much. They've placed money over their own family. So they can show out and show somebody what they have and their family is trash. When we feel we have to act quickly and not incrementally, we can overwhelm ourselves with responsibilities that we are what? Not ready to take on. Acting quickly instead of Inch by inch. Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he addeth what? No sorrow with it. Y'all, this principle slowed me down. It really slowed me down. God slowed me down. The way he slowed me down was he just took my eyes off other people. Look at somebody and say, work on your character first. Because that's what God is about. He's not about things. Things don't matter to him. God will use somebody. They can be filled with the Holy Ghost and not have money. That don't mean a curse is on them. That means they don't have any money. And the only reason that matters to us is because of what somebody else thinks. Oh, I just preached. That's the only reason it matters. If you grew up around hillbillies, your hillbilly living would be okay. I'm preaching now. 
I know I am. Yeah, if you lived, if you lived in the in the in the the, the, the sticks, and the only restaurant was Waffle House, that'd be your spot, and you'd be good with it until somebody come along. What? Look at y'all's house. I mean, look at it. It's messed up. What's wrong with it? Yeah. Somebody else has to plant discontentment in you. Your whole drive is about impressing somebody else. That's all you care about. You got high blood pressure, disease growing in you, sickness, because you carrying weights of people's opinions. What people think about you and your lifestyle means so much that it made you sick. Look at somebody and say inch by inch. Man, I'm telling you, when this got at me real good, my wife was expecting Jonathan. She got pregnant with Jonathan. And we was living in the house, uh, three-bedroom house. My mom was there. We was in there. Houses, you know, was was uh, small for a, a family plus a mama. All us living in there, whatever. And we just in there, and man, the Lord had to just jolt me one morning. Get up and go get a house, cause I was good. I ain't going to get no house. I have a house. Literally, the Lord just like. Get a house! I like Samantha, and I came to her just like this. I guess we need to go on and get a house. She's like, "How? Wow, we good? What? What? I, I don't. She's like, I, we, then we got to decorate it and move stuff. And that, this was our conversation. This is the opposite of how folks talk. This was our. Am I telling the truth, babe? This was our conversation. We gotta go. Then we gotta go look at them, and then. Then something might happen. Man, why can't we just say? Our attitude wasn't, <laughs> come out, come check out what, what we just did. No, our attitude was like, gotta move stuff. And somebody's like, I ain't decorating. I had to decorate. She's like, I mean, we was really not in good spirits about moving in this house. Electric, can you imagine what the electric bill gonna be? Oh, Lord. Somebody think that's unreal. You, you ain't never heard nothing like that. Well, that was the contentment level God put us in. I was so inch by inch, I had broken down the millimeter by millimeter. <laughs> Is the, can it be divisible by another form? What's smaller than a millimeter, Evelyn? What's smaller than that? <laughs> I was good. I wanted to live there for the rest of my life. I was good because God had taken the desire for stuff. I, did, I didn't care about stuff. I cared about his message and I cared about character and I cared about him being pleased with me. So that was it. Financial, it just didn't matter because that's how he built me. He built me for it. Are y'all listening to me? Walking with a spiritual being looks Totally different in the natural realm than following carnal desires. So if you say you are in Christ, you say you are in God, things look different to him. God does not lead us at the world's pace. 
So the way the world tells you, okay, in five years you got to have this. In ten years you got to have it. You got to have X amount of dollars for X amount of children. You got to drive this. You got to have something new. You got to do this. The world, God doesn't see any of that. So when you go to asking for that stuff, God is like, what? You want to give you something because somebody of what somebody else might think? God, at my age, see, I had planned. Here's my plan. At 40, I have to have X, Y, and Z. And then by the time I'm 45, Lord, I have to have X. Or what? Or what? Then get ready to have that and high blood pressure. Matthew 11 and 29, take my yoke upon you and do what? Learn of me. Okay. Let's break this. You you know, you got to quit hearing these scriptures as songs. They stop mattering if it's a soul. <laughs> Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Find meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your soul. Am I in that take six song? That's one of the coldest songs ever written. I'm with you on that. But it's more than a song. Take my yoke upon you and what? Learn of me. So when he says learn of me, he's saying learn how I do it. How did I do it? I'm what? I'm what? Meek and lowly. Meek, which is power under control. I got power, but I know how to use it. But lowly means I really don't care what people think of me. There is absolutely, positively, not one ounce of pride in a lowly person. God desires to instill in us precepts, principles, and guidelines to shape our existence so that we will grow stronger and wiser. How? As what? As what? Time for... Time progresses. So if you instill the principles and guidelines, they'll shape your existence and you'll grow stronger over time. Psalms 119 and 15. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto what? The way you do it. God. He is not in the fast money. Amen. You know that because you asked for some and it didn't come fast. He don't care about you and your bills. God is not what the gospel song industry sings about. Every song got bills in it. Why is every song talking about I can't pay rent and bills? No, no. He's not in the fast money. He's not in the fast acquisitions. Or helping us compete with others. God ain't going to make you look good so you can throw shade at your mama because she said you'd never be. And she said you'd never have. You showing off on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, it's quiet in the house. These actions are covetous and cause many to miss his kingdom altogether. 
1 Corinthians 10 and 14. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from what? Idolatry. Flee from idolatry. There is nothing wrong, wrong with prospering. So don't go leave the church. Pastor, I don't want nobody. I had a brother tell me that. You don't want nobody to have nothing but him. You're stupid. And he still don't have nothing. Now, 10 years ago. You're stupid and you still are going to have nothing. There's nothing wrong with prospering if you can prosper. But what is prosperity? Isn't that relative? Isn't that relative? You can live in a small house and eat good and dress pretty nice and be good. That's prosperous. Living in an apartment, is everybody fed? Is everybody gaining weight? Then you prosper. Are you talking about you broke and you thick? You ain't broke and thick. Ain't nobody broke, thick. No, you need to turn on the right channel. Turn on the right TV channel and see broke. You ain't broke. You can live for a long time. Proverbs 13 and 11. Man, you got stuff you can sell too. Got on some Jordans. I just don't have nothing. Yes, you do, bro. You need to call Landeasy. He'll sell them shoes. No, that ain't your name no more. That's Landon's old shoe name. You need to call Don London. He'll get you some money for them shoes. (laughs) Man, I love my son. He does things, and I watch him, and he doesn't know I'm watching him. But, like, they about to come out with some new shoes or whatever, and I saw him the other day. He's leaving the house with so many boxes of shoes, and I know what he's going to do. He's getting ready to sell a whole stack of shoes to get some new shoes, and I love that because he ain't going broke trying to buy shoes. He's like, oh, I want them shoes. He left the house with, a bo- with boxes stacked. <laughs> like, they must go be some nice ones. He's been doing that since he was, like, 16 years old. But, you know, he understands money. And he ain't walking around, Daddy, you know. Man, that ain't, he's never asked me for any money. Oh, my gosh. No, I just thought about that. He's never asked me for money. Dude, I'm serious. I'm having a moment here. I'm trying to think. He's never asked me for money. Really, but that's the kind of character he has. They over here be egging him on. You know who your daddy is? I'd be like, man, shut up. <laughs> you ain't drove the car. You ain't drove. Man, you better get in there and drive that. <laughs> that's your daddy. But he, he's, he's never done that, but that shows his character. It's already developing in him. I mean, he's very young, but it's already the value of things. So he would just rather just, hey, I'm just going to go trade these in because they shoes. Why don't be making a big deal over shoes? I just trade these in, get some new ones, and he just does that. Man, I'm proud of you, man. That's, that's pretty. Amen. It's a good way to be. Amen. Vicky wasn't like that. Oh, but touch somebody and say, that's Cameron's problem. (laughs) Girls are different. 
Amen. But there is nothing wrong with prosperity, but prospering without principles will always lead to what? So if you get the prosperity, but don't get the principles, you're going to do what? You're going to come. You're going to compromise. You're going to cover. I cannot tell you how many people even were around me in ministry, whatever, and a situation happens where it's a temptation. I have to turn it down. And they all in my ear. No, doc, you take that. No, you do that. No, you do that. What's the problem? They didn't. They don't have the principles. So in that moment, without the principles, they're ready to compromise. So you think I'm going to sell out the God that got me here? Look at somebody say, learn the principles first. Proverbs 13 and 11, wealth gained quickly or hastily will do what? <laughs> you ain't going to keep it. It's going to dwindle. Hey, doc, look at this car I got, man. Yeah, doc, okay, uh, let's talk about it again in five years. When you upside down in it and can't get rid of it and it's all dinged up and dirty, it ain't nothing you can do. You stuck. I be wanting to go up to him. Hey, Doc, what about that car, man? Let's go by. Oh, Doc, you know. It's... Yeah, because it's just a car. And you shouldn't have bought it. It wasn't time. So you saying we can't have nice You can have whatever. Look at somebody and say you can have whatever you want. That's your house. I'm talking principles. <laughs> principles and precepts. I don't care what you go by. That's your hair turning colors and falling out and heart beating fast. And yeah, because you, you wanted to show that. Learning principles. Look at somebody and say, learning principles take time. I am preaching today. I don't care how you looking at me. Somebody in there jealous of Sabathia. Now they jealous of Landon. They jealous of Jonathan. I ain't even mentioned him yet. Just jealous. Oh, no. well, you know, things are different now. And Well, you know, why are you in here? Where did you come from? If you're next to somebody and they doing that, just bow them. Man, will you st- call the emergency line. Just get him out of here. I don't like the way he's looking. What's wrong with you? You ought to be trying to learn something. Learning principles does what? It takes, look at somebody say it takes time. Takes time. You don't want to have it without the principles. Like I got this offer, man. They, they, they coming at me with this offer. Are you ready for that offer? Do you have the principles? Do you feel ready? Because you know when you're ready. <laughs> you know when you're ready. You know, man, I think I ought to pray. Well, have you been talking to the Lord up to this point? Because that's how he speaks. He don't speak and then you start talking to him. There has to be a lead up with the Lord. A relationship. You have to build it up before he starts telling you things. Don't call me. Oh, I just got this thing. Hey, you been talking to the Lord? Well, I'm starting tonight. We go, I got to go before the Lord about this. Then it's not from him. I promise you, I guarantee it, I bet you money. You ain't going to hear him first and then talk to him and try to hear him. That don't even make sense. But if we stay the course and allow God to slowly but surely teach us his precepts, then his kingdom standards will become what? 
our standards. They get, I mean, they get ingrained in your membrane, your brain. They, they, they just ingrained his principles. You know what you can't do. No, I can't do that. That's compromise. I can't do it. Well, no matter how much money they offer you, oh, no, I can't do that. I'd like to have the money, but I can't do it because it's against the principle. But you got to know the principles. Psalms 119 and 33. Look at somebody and say, teach me, O Lord. That's, that's a song. Ah, yes. Teach me, O Lord, the words of God. Yeah, that's, a, that's a song. Everything's a song and you're not listening to what the scripture's saying. So did you hear it? Oh, mm, just start going forth in your mind. No, let's, let, let's see what it's really saying. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy what? Do you really want the way of his statutes? Because if you get the way of his statutes, you got to do this next part. Keep it until the end. <laughs> Are you ready for that? Keep it until the end. May not make you look good in front of everybody. Ain't going to give you no flaw stuff. Your living may be very meager depending on how much pride you really have. See, the more pride you have, the more meager your living has to be. God is preventing a great fall. God blesses, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I said with all confidence, God blesses me and my wife with anything we want because he knows we don't care. We don't care about it. It, it is just not that important to us. Am I telling the truth, baby? It's just things are just not that important to us. So we just get an abundance of things, and we most of the time just give stuff away. We just, because it's just not that big of a deal to us. Never been. But if it was a big deal to us, he wouldn't give it to us. I care about your soul, you getting this right. It started out that way, and it's going to end that. Nothing, nothing is changing. Because the statutes are in place. My, God's standards are my standards. Slow and steady growth is always better than fast-tracked progress. We must take our eyes off others and focus on laying a secure foundation that God can do what? Build up on. It's so funny that this nation, they always, you know, they push you for retirement. Push you to prepare for retirement. Push you for your 401. Push you for retirement, retirement, retirement. But your retirement is going to be half what you made when you was working. So why would you live based on what you, shouldn't you be living based on what your retirement is? Wouldn't that make more sense? That way you used to that lifestyle. I just spoke a word in the house, but folks, well, that ain't going to impress nobody. But you're going to one day reach an age where you don't care. I was talking to somebody and they was like, yeah, man, you 50 years old, like, but you always fresh. Like you always got the kicks. You always fresh. I said, well, I haven't reached that age yet, but one day I'm going to reach an age. Nothing is matching. <laughs> Nothing is matching. I'm bringing pony. I'm bringing ponies back. British Nikes. 
I don't care. That day's coming. And when it comes, you're going to know I'm there too. I'm going to step out. Oh, I don't care. And everyone reaches that. You're not going to care what people think anymore because your only concern is going to be trying to live longer. So you're going to start dumping all kind of weights off of you. Oh, Lord, this ship is going down. Let's get that stuff out of here. Well, <laughs> why don't you do that now? Why don't you plan now? I think, I, you know, and I credit my mama. My mom and my dad for that because me growing up, you know, once I got married and stuff, they never like talked about what I had or pushed, you know, you need to get this and you need to get that. And it just never, they never did that. They just let me be me. My mama's always just let me be. She know how I am, but she's not going to push me. So she'll, she knows how to tell me stuff that she thinks I need to know the way to talk to me. You know, she, She's, she, she operates, y'all heard even when she had the microphone, she don't have the microphone much, but she's just graceful in her approach. But she's never like, you gotta do this for some beta, and you need to do this, and you need to do this. It's just never been a push financially, because I've had to, she understood my contentment level and how I had to live, for God's sake, for the ministry's sake, and that's just the way I had to live. And she understood that. Amen. Amen. And I wanted to make sure I married a woman that was like that. You know, and my wife has been like that since day one. She's been happy with whatever, what's or never was going on. No questions asked. Oh, somebody don't have that testimony. Things is different in my house. Well, Amen. That's the, you know, men, whatever you wanted, you married. So that's what you wanted. But I wanted a woman because I knew I had to go. I knew I couldn't be about things. I knew I thought I was going to be traveling. I really did. I thought I was going to be traveling around, speaking or whatever. And so I couldn't have bills. I couldn't have debt. I couldn't have any of that. I had to be free to just move around and do what God said. That was my motto. So I made sure our living was like I teach the men, a fourth of my income. That's always been. I always live the fourth of my income, save for a rainy day. I don't know when all this going to end. Y'all might all get to tripping next Sunday. And we close these doors, and folk don't want to hear EX Ministries no more, and it's all going to be over, and man, we going we gonna to get a hammock, throw some wheat straws in our mouth, and just rock till Jesus come back. We good. Because it was just never about that. And it don't need to be about that with you. People's opinion. And I don't want nobody in leadership that worry about what folks think. You're a threat to me if you do. You're a threat to me if you worried about what folks think about you. Because the first thing they're going to say is, well, pastor got money. He ain't giving you none. I just preached. It got quiet, too. I'm serious. So you need to get over. Look at somebody and say, get over, folks. Just get over them. At the end of the day, they ain't giving you nothing. That's what I'm saying, dog. You, man, if we gonna have this conversation, dog, I mean, I need a checkbook in your hand while you talking. Better donate. But slow and steady growth is always, and all it does, man, I'm trying to finish. It's just so much need to be said. <laughs> but slow and steady growth. After you've done all that impressing people, you know what you end up with? You know what you end up with? Really? Nothing. 
you've impressed somebody that's gone about their business. You got in debt for one. Ooh, look at that. That bill is coming every month. You only got one. Look at that. I need to look at that every time the bill comes. Every time the bill comes, I need somebody to say, look at that. You did all of that. Fashion your life to live high on the high, high society. Let me tell you the stupid part. You went and got a whole bunch of high society friends that you hanging around with. No, and, and no, you don't belong with them. And all they doing is pumping discontentment in you. And you act God, oh Lord, what's the problem, Lord? What, what's the matter, Lord? What, what's going on, Lord? Oh Lord. You got all that competition around you, you competing. Covetousness? Your whole life consists of covetousness, what others have. All your prayers are fashioned because of what you see others have. Then being here and the message going and the message hitting you like this. It's just falling off. It can't, can't nothing land on you. It, just, it won't stick. It, it won't stick. Just trying to put a curl over a perm. It won't take chicken head. Just, you just a spiritual chicken head. Yeah, chicken head in the spirit. That's, that's what we did at school, boy. We, as soon as they come, try to put that curl. Remember curl? They try to put that curl over that prayer. We'd be down the hall. Who said that? Who said that? Yo, her said that. You made a mistake. We didn't have the internet, so they couldn't Google it. You should have went and got the microfilm at the library. And found out that you can't put lot, you can't put no curl over lot. <laughs> Boy, how many fights happened at your school over there? Fighting a wild rooster. <laughs> she broke out the talons on you. The slow and steady growth is always better than fast track pace. We must take our eyes off who? You know, one thing my mama said at my birthday that just touched me. I mean, she's told me it before, but when she said it, it just, she just said, you know, I just, you know, we didn't understand. She said, we didn't understand it. She said, we didn't understand it. But we went with it. Trusted the God in him and his relationship. It didn't make sense. She just trusted it. Just trusted it. Most of y'all can't, y'all so worried about what others think. You can't even do that. But you got to take your eyes off others. And focus on laying a secure foundation that God can build on. Proverbs 21 and 5. The thoughts of the steadily or the diligent tend only to plenteousness. But everyone who is impatient and hasty hastens only to what? The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. But everyone who is impatient and hasty hastens only to want. Meaning, what is a man that have everything want? More. Never satisfied. 
Even when you get it, it don't make you feel like you thought it was going to make you feel. Because that wasn't what was wrong. (laughs) You thought if I live this lifestyle, it's going to make me feel a certain way. And now it's nothing but misery and pain. Because the feeling you have, things can't answer. The feeling you have to get the things, things is not the answer. Summary. God does not rank us by our possessions or financial state. Did you know that? He doesn't. God ain't thinking about your little check. Your little money, your little car, your little, oh my goodness. God? Could you imagine if Solomon walked in your house? It'd be just like when, when the dude oh, uh, on the, in the movie walked into Mr. McDowell's house. Maybe one day you can have something like this. Oh. <laughs> See the little train and <laughs> Like I have a real train. <laughs> Put animals on it. <laughs> As if Solomon walked in your house. (laughs) Solomon had a trillion dollars. (laughs) A trillion dollars. God ain't thinking about your money. And God still fussed at him. Trillion and all. Dude, you messed up. How can I mess up with all this money? You messed up. God doesn't rank us by our possessions of financial state. He understands the superfluity of our world and how people equate financial gain with godly prosperity. So, because he understands this, what did God do? He sent his son into the world without earthly possessions or financial ranking. If God cared about it, Jesus would have rolled down. He wouldn't have been born in a major. He'd have rolled, rolled down in a, in a chariot. <laughs> In the sky, winged horse, Pegasus. Jesus would have just. <laughs> he come, y'all. He come. Sit him in a manger, an animal stable, nowhere to even go. Swaddling clothes mean they wasn't his clothes. Just something they found. The Son of God. If Jesus cared about what folks thought about the financial state, that wouldn't have happened. He sent his son into the world without earthly possession. Jesus walked the streets or financial ranking. This act sends a clear message to us all. It shows what God is really concerned about. Jesus' first sermon wasn't about if money, if financial status was important, wouldn't that be the first sermon? Blessed are they that show out in front of company. (laughs) For folks will have great things to say about them. Blessed are they that marry for money. And bully and boss their husband around to make him get some. Blessed are they that stay on Instagram. See what other Negroes have and want it. 
What was his first sermon? Wasn't about no money. Jesus' first sermon was about statutes to guide our living. Jesus' first sermon was about principles, precepts, and how to gain the kingdom of God in the world. The things he spoke of all take what? Time to practice. But when they are applied daily in our walk, they will create a what? Foundation of kingdom thinking and living that can sustain any any income level fix any emotional or mental issues as well as establish a standard of living that the enemy cannot change I hope y'all getting this whatever we are desiring to do in this life must be done incrementally and not rushed or fast track. Look at somebody and say inch by inch. A slow and steady pace is highly recommended by God at all times. We want a job that pays more, but how are we handling the finances of the job we currently have? Principles. Are we saving, giving, and preparing for the future? Principles. We want a house, but how is the order in the place we are currently living in? Is the man the provider and the head? Principles. Is the wife trusting and a true help meet? Principles. We want children, but will we even have time for them while we both grind to impress family and friends? Principles. We want a spouse, but are we truly ready to give up our lives for another? When these things come quickly, it doesn't give us time to truly understand the responsibility of them. When they come slowly and steadily, it makes them more attainable because it allows time for preparation and application of God's principles. This way, listen, people. No one can take them away because they are established in the slow cured foundation that they are built upon. Look at somebody and say, everything is a cinch. Inch by inch. Matthew 7 and 24. Oof. You know, I get a lot of flack in here but by the way I do things because folks think I'm mean, and they think I'm uncaring and unfeeling. I mean, you know, don't feel when I have to make tough decisions and different things. But if I spot pride in you, I'm coming for it. I'm coming for it. Pride is my enemy. Not you. Pride. Because if pride sets in you, anyone in here, you're going to challenge me. So I come for it. Swiftly and quickly. It's not even up for discussion. I'm going to end it. And if that means I got to end my relationship with you, you, if you don't want to talk with that, that's fine. You can't take it. But I'm going to do it. I'm very confrontational when it comes to that because you ain't messing up the foundation that me and my wife have spent all these years laying in God's kingdom principles. Your pride is not going to rise up and attack me. If I'm not prideful and riding around here trying to be something, then you can't. 
Amen. You can't go through this congregation trying to be something, thinking you something, thinking we're just not going to do that. Matthew 7 and 24 says it like this, and I'm going to close. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Then the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, but it fell not. For it was founded upon a what? A rock. Y'all know how long it takes a rock to form? A very long time. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon sand. He didn't have time to find a rock or let a rock cure. He just want to throw up a house. He needed a house quickly. So he built it upon a foundation that wasn't tested, that wasn't tried, that wasn't true, that hadn't cured, that hadn't hardened, that wasn't secure. And then when the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat up on that house, guess what happened? And the Bible said, great was the fall of it. You know why the Bible says great was the fall of it? Because not only the house fell, but the man that built it fell. His pride crashed and burned. Because he realized, I should have waited and built it the way it should have been. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 